Our world has never been before. We are at a place even different than the 1930s and the, the Great Depression. We are at a, at a different place than we were even with transition in the 1960s. We are at a different place. So the ushers are going to go ahead and, and, and give you a handout. A couple things I want to do is cast vision real quickly. The Kingdom House right now, uh, we're, we are going to begin to raise money for the Kingdom House. We are at a place where we need about 10000 to do the electrical. And then once we get the electrical done, then the guys can come in and do a little bit more. So I want us to be in prayer for that. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are a provider, that you are providing for all good things. God, and I thank you that as, uh, as we pray, that we ask, we shall receive. God, and I thank you that you are working on the hearts and the minds of your people. God, I thank you for the opportunity that you've given us with the Kingdom House, and I thank you for provision in everything that we need to do in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. All right, let's thank the ushers for passing those out because you're going to need to be able to look over those today. I'm going to get right into the message, so we're ready to go. Turn to your neighbor and say, Get ready. ready. Turn to your other neighbor and say, Neighbor, Neighbor. if you knew who I was, you'd enjoy sitting next to me. You know, because you're a, you're a child. You're a, you're a child of the Most High God. We, we started this message last week, and I want to just kind of jump back into it. This is actually part two. I guess it's actually part two of part one, but it's part two. But we talked about faith. Say faith. faith. Come on, i got to have some help here this morning. Faith. 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 We, we talked about faith. We talked about faith and the currency of the kingdom of God. I want you to know that in the midst, in the midst of difficult situation and circumstances, how many of us need to know what to do? We need to know. We need to know some steps on what to do some things. You know, we got the five-step, the three-step, the ten-step, the 12 ways to do this, the 15 ways to do that. You know, you can lose weight in 30 days and all this other stuff, you know. We will be glad to get those self-help books and everything else. But how many of you know we have a self-help book? And it is called the Bible. The systems of the world are failing. The systems of the world are failing. Banks, financial institutions, they're failing. AIG, Freddie, Freddie, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae. I even heard that they may even be just cutting some of those out altogether. Insurance companies are reorganizing. Homes are being foreclosed. Is this good news today? Thousands of jobs are being lost or layoffs or cutbacks. Millionaires, millionaire today, broke tomorrow. The entire life's investment through stocks recently when they dropped down and the stock market dropped down, people lost their entire nest egg. We're at a difficult place. Car companies are having difficulty. They're going under. They're struggling. GM, Chrysler. USA is over $3 trillion in debt. $3 trillion, say that. You don't know how much $3 trillion is. Can I give you an idea, an example that might help you with trillion? I want you to write this down. I want to give you an idea to understand just how much a trillion is. Okay? Write this down. A million seconds is 12 days. One million seconds is 12 days. Okay? One million seconds is 12 days. A billion, one billion seconds is 32 years. One billion seconds is 32 years. One trillion seconds is 32,000 years. A million seconds is 12 days. A billion seconds is 32 years. A trillion seconds is 32,000 years. Three trillion seconds are 96,000 years. Does that put things into perspective? We are at a place where we've never been before. 
If you wanted to equate that to those trillions of dollars and say we're going to pay off a dollar every second, then it'll take us 96,000 years to pay off the debt that our nation is inquiring. Say difficult times. We've got an oil leak that they're having trouble stopping up. And then they're talking about shutting down a whole system. I heard a, I heard a governor from, from Louisiana, I kind of like that guy. He was like, you know, you, you don't, when you have an airplane crash, you don't shut down the whole airplanes. You have an oil leak, you just don't go shut it all down. Hello? We've got an oil leak that they can't seem to get stopped. We're going to pray. We're going to believe God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we come together. We are in agreement that this oil leak has to stop. God, we're asking you to give witty ideas and inventions. We're asking you to move in the the, the corporate headquarters of BP. God, we're asking you to give scientists the way to be able to solve this problem. God, we thank you, Lord God, that we are going to stand and we are going to continue to pray for this, Lord God. And it has to be cut off. It has to be stopped now. Now in Jesus' name. And everybody in agreement said amen. Amen. Would you say that people have lost hope? Would you say that if people are watching the television and we continue to see where we've lost hope time and time again? People are afraid of what's going to happen tomorrow. That's why um, today I want to talk about kingdom economy. A kingdom economy that's not built on the stock exchange. It's not built on corporate capitalism. A kingdom economy that is built on the Word of God. A kingdom economy. Kingdom literally means rulership. Dome means dominion. Rulership, dominion, to be able to master. There is a kingdom economy that's not based on our economy, but is based on the Word of God. And I believe, that we can prosper. I believe that we can have victory through difficult times. I believe this is a place that God is beginning to position the church not to, not to get darker, but to get brighter. I believe that we are going to continue to advance the kingdom of God. Can I get anybody to believe with me this morning? Hallelujah. Say, I'm moving forward. God didn't send us a religion. He didn't send us an economy to build our faith on. He sent us to be part of the kingdom of God. He sent us part to be part of that kingdom of God. And it is in effect now. But we've got to get your faith out there. Say this. What I learned today will help me this week. See, we're declaring the word of God that what we learned today is going to help me this week. God is an intimate God. God is a God that wants to be involved in every area of life. Hello? We're learning that on Wednesdays. He's not a far-off God. He's close. He's near. But we've got to understand that the Word of God has to be your final authority. Let me say that again. The Word of God has to be your final authority. God said it. That settles it. Well, I think, doesn't matter what you think. Well, I think we should, or maybe if we would, or we could do that. That's the final authority. Got to line everything up against the Word of God. I declare in this house today that the Word of God is final authority. Will you say that with me? Say, I declare in the house today the Word of God is final authority. It's final authority. In my life. See, a lot of them are like, well, you know, I only believe part of it. Well, I only just believe a little bit of it. Well, you know what? This is this and this is that. And, you know, this doesn't line up with what I believe, so we'll just rip it out. Oh, oh, well, there's some more things that we're doing. Oh, well, you know, I just don't believe that way because I had a a, a philosophical teacher in college tell me it was just a bunch of book of stories. We'll just rip those out. I don't agree with this, so I can live my life however I want to. We'll just rip that out of there. 
So now all of a sudden we've got a Bible that is selected on only what we believe or know. How many of you know God is greater than what I believe? God is greater than what I know. God is even greater than what I have faith for today. And I'm not ripping anything out. I'm going to use the total inspired Word of God. And I'm going to use it for the kingdom of God and for His glory. Can I get an amen? amen? I don't know, but something's happening today. See, what we're doing is in the midst of a difficult time, we're trusting God. We're trusting God. I'll give you a couple scriptures. Let's go to Proverbs. Let's go to chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Say trust. Turn to your neighbor and say, You need to trust. Turn to your other neighbor and say, you need to trust. Come on, I need some help here today. We've got to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Not just a little bit of it. Not just a piece of it. Not just what we agree with or don't agree with. Come on, somebody. Not just when it lines up with our theology or when it lines up with what we want to believe. We've got to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on your own understanding. Because if you're leaning on your own understanding, you are going to watch the news and you're going to get depressed. It's bad, bad, bad. Oh, it's bad. Things are bad. Things are really difficult. It's bad. It's bad. Well, I believe that the people of God that operate by the kingdom of God principles, and the kingdom of God is literally this, God's way of doing business. It's God's way of doing business. There's the world's way, and there's God's way. I believe that if we operate God's way, and we trust in God, and we trust in His Word, that this is the final authority. If you got your Bibles, hold it up today. Say, this is my word. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. This is God's word. God said it. That settles it. So today, I open my eyes. I open my ears. I open my mouth. I open my heart to receive this word. To be changed. Never to be the same. In Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord some praise in the house. Hallelujah. That's, that's what it is. But see, what it is is you've got to take that word and you've got to read that word. Just don't let it sit on your coffee table and get dusty. You know, we used to have, when I was a kid, we used to have this big old Bible. I mean, I think you had to get a forklift in there to move it. You know, it was one of, you ever know what I'm talking about? It was white, and it had the picture, I didn't even know who it was at that time, but it had the picture of Jesus and everything on it. All I knew was that was the Holy Bible. So I reach up and I grab that Bible and I'm starting to flip through it and my mom's like, leave that alone. I'm like, what? I didn't know any better. I thought it was, you know, just kind of like her vase and everything else that I like to get and play with. And Come on, Reagan, you know what I'm talking about. You know, twist and twirl around and you're like, put that back. You could break that. Oops, I better put that back. <laughs> so I would take that Bible and I, I just would want to mess with it. But I didn't know, but I want you to get into the Word of God. See? We put a Bible on our coffee table, you can get into it. If you see a Bible laying on our, on our, on our bar in the kitchen, you can get into it. Come on, somebody. It, you know, use the Word. We've got to be able to use the Word. It's got to be final authority in your life. When you were born again, things changed. Oh, you didn't hear me. You were born again, things changed. When you became a believer, a follower of Christ, things in your life should have changed. And we're going to talk about kingdom economics. I want us to talk about kingdom economics. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. I'm going to have you put it up. We're going to read this together. Okay? Let's read this together. Ready? Read. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. What is the victory that Pastor Virginia was prophesying this morning about? Those of you that are visiting, that was a prophetic word that came forth this morning. It's not psychic. Psychic does not belong to God. The prophets are the ones that speak forth the oracle of God. If, if, if it's a psychic or clairvoyance, it is not God's kingdom. Hello? It's the prophets that are God's kingdom. Are you with me? 
So when she began to prophesy about the victory, we look at the Word of God, and I love to line everything back up with the Word of God. And it says right here that whatever is born of God, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're born again. Is anybody born again in this place today? Say, I'm born again. Say, Jesus is Lord. So if you're born again, whatever is born again, my relationship with God is born of God, and I overcome the world. Oh, hallelujah. You're not hearing me this morning. Open up your ears this morning. You overcome the world. And it says, and this is the victory that overcomes the world. And it literally says, our faith. Say faith. faith. Tell your neighbor faith. faith. Come on, tell your other neighbor faith. faith. It's faith. It's faith. It's faith. Everything in the kingdom of God operates by faith. There is currency in the kingdom of God. Economy has to have currency. There is currency in the kingdom of God, and it's called what? It's called what? Say, faith is the currency in the kingdom of God. Now, I want to encourage all of you today that uh, you go shop at the grocery store this afternoon or you go out to the restaurant today, you get your bill. And you just look at them when they say, you know, this is $17.25. You just say, well, I don't have any money. Will they let you eat? Will they let you take the groceries home? Why not? Because you don't have currency. Oh, come on, somebody. You're getting this now. Faith is the currency that accesses the things in the kingdom of God. So what's the currency of the kingdom of God? They're pretty good over here. What about you guys over here? What's the currency in the kingdom of God? It's faith. It's faith. You are saved by God's grace through what? I'm saved by faith. Pastor, how do you know you're going to heaven? Because Jesus is my Lord. And I am standing on faith. Amen? Amen. That if something happens to me this afternoon, and... and Something happens to me this afternoon. I go home, be with the Lord Jesus. Y'all are going to have a celebration for my funeral. Come on, somebody. Because we're going to know where I'm at. Are you with me? It's by faith. We operate by faith. I pray in the Holy Ghost by faith. I give by faith. I pray by faith. I believe by faith. And we're going to get into the difference of that. Say faith. Faith. So he says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that we have. See, if you have no faith, then you have no victory. I want to win. I want to chill you and thrill you and have a wonderful time. I got the victory, V-I-C-T-O-R-Y, V-I-C-T-O-R-Y, V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. I mean, you can sing it. You can talk about it. You can stand there and cheer. You can jump up and down and get your pom-poms going. But if you ain't got no faith, you ain't got no victory in the kingdom of God. And I'm here to tell you today that if you have faith as little as a mustard seed, then you can say to this and that, be thou removed and cast yourself into the sea, you will not bring me down. I am moving forward because I got faith. Somebody shout, faith in this place today. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Somebody going to get me stirred up in this place up in here today. See, 1 Timothy 6.12. He told Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. So, oh, I just got faith. I'm just going to sit on the couch and have faith. No, there's some things you're going to have to fight for. There's some things you're going to have to go after. And the kingdom of God operates by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. How do I, how do I fight the good fight of faith, Pastor? You tell me I got faith as little as a mustard seed. And sometimes I can look at believers and they're getting whooped. They're getting beat. They're held to bondage. They're addicted. And it's time for, for the faith for you to rise up and say, No longer will I let this hold me back. You get a scripture... And you stand on it. Now listen, I, I want to I share with you, this with you. I'm going to give this to you early because this message is going to go on for many months. If you will get a scripture and stand on it. Here's what we do. Brothers and sisters, just find everything in the Bible about healing. And then we look at it and we find it and we get it, but we don't memorize any of it. Hello? I want to encourage you, take two. Say two. 
Take two scriptures, whatever you're believing God for, wherever you're standing, whatever you're believing God for, you take those two scriptures and you study them. You get them, what, in the ear gate and the eye gate, and and you get them in your mouth, you get them in your heart. So what happens when you get those scriptures in you? You need healing, and and the scripture says that he wants health and healing for my whole body then when the doctor says you got a bad report, then you can say, wait a minute. He squeezes you and what comes out? There's health and healing for my whole body. My body am healed. By his stripes I am healed. See what I mean? So when you get squeezed, you get the scriptures. When you're squeezed, it comes out. See, a lot of times we'll overload ourselves and we'll have 25 scriptures and there's good. Do that. Declare that. But I'm asking you, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Take one or two that like, oh, that's it. That Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, that is my life verse. That is mine. No, no, you didn't hear me. It's mine. I own it. I own it. I got it. devil can't take what I own. He tries to take it. He'll try to challenge it when I walk out of this place today, but he cannot take what I own already. And that scripture is mine. So when I get squeezed, I say, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. Eric, don't lean on what you think. Eric, don't lean on what you know. Eric, don't lean on those things. Don't lean on your own understanding because God's ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. So I'm going to trust in God in the midst of what I'm going through. I'm going to trust in God in the midst of the bad times I'm gonna trust in God in the midst of the good times I'm gonna trust in God I'm gonna trust him I'm gonna trust him I'm gonna trust him no matter what's going on in the economy I'm gonna trust God no matter what's going on in the world I'm gonna trust God no matter what it looks like in the natural I'm gonna trust God I don't know about you but that's mine and you know who else knows it the devil he knows that I got that scripture down he knows that I'm not gonna give up that scripture that scripture is not just memorized It's imprinted in my spirit. And when I get squeezed, it comes out. When I get squeezed, it what? It comes out. Because you're going to see those things come out. So if you're going to fight the good fight of faith, get two scriptures. Get two scriptures. Well, if I get five, it'll be good. That's great if you'll memorize them. That's great if you'll get them in your heart. That's great if you'll get them when, when you get squeezed, they come out. But sometimes we're like, I got 25 scriptures. I've been there. Can I be honest with you? I've been there. 25 scriptures, and I do them, I speak them, I declare them. I do all these things. And then after a week or two, I don't look at it. And then a month later, see, it's not when the devil comes knocking on your door that you need to work out. You don't say, oh, here comes the devil up my driveway. And you run down to the basement and you start pumping iron. Hurry, hurry, he's coming. There he is. You pump iron before he starts walking up your driveway. Hello? It's not when you're ready to win the World Cup that you prepare for the World Cup. You prepare years before to win the World Cup. Or the NBA championship or the Super Bowl. Say, I'm in training. See, how can some access the kingdom of God and some not? Because some are trained to get into the kingdom of God and some are not. He says, fight the good fight of faith. See, as Christians, as believers, he says, we don't live the way the world lives. So we need to learn how. I need to learn how to live. I became a believer. I was still buying and supplying. I was still doing those things. Are you with me? I had nobody that said, look, this is how you're supposed to live. Look, this is what you, this is what you really don't do. You don't have to do that stuff. You don't have to do that anymore. God's got a way. Say, God's got a way. Come on, say, God's got a way. That's a word for somebody today because you're struggling. And you're trying, you're vacillating between two opinions. You're haltering between two opinions. Is it God's way? Is it the world's way? Is it God's way? Is it the world's way? Is it the world's way? Is it God's way? Uh, maybe I'll do, it, I'll do this for a little while. I'll do that for a little while. You've got to fight the good fight of faith. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. And I said, Jesus, if you said that, you're not a liar. 
Why are we not operating in the abundant life? And I'm not talking about just finances. What about your peace? Can you lay your head down at night? Can you have peace in the midst of a difficult economy? Can you have peace when they gave you a pink slip yesterday and tomorrow you've got to lay your head down and say, I've got to go to sleep and I just lost my job? Can you have peace in the midst of those difficult circumstances? Can you trust God and say, guess what? I guess that, that, that career is over. God's going to propel me into a different one. Can I get an amen? amen? You're one step away from your destiny. You're one step away from your destiny. You're one step away from your destiny. Go with me to Galatians chapter 3. I want to look at Galatians in in, in chapter 3. Because Jesus said, I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Then we should be living an abundant life. And I believe in the midst of difficult times, I believe in the midst of a difficult economic downturn that our nation, not just our nation, man, there's nations of the world that's falling apart. I believe that we operate by the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God, the the Bible says in Isaiah, there shall be no end to the increase of his government. That's the kingdom of God. Galatians chapter 3, did I tell you what verse? Verse 11. Good. Oh, now I see why you're good. It's up there. Now that no one is justified by the law before God is evident, for the righteous man shall live by faith. For the righteous man shall what? You're, suppo- you're righteous, you're made right, you're in right relationship, right standing with God. We talked about that last week. If you don't know about the righteousness of God, get that message for last week because I'm here to tell you, because of what Jesus has done for us, He's made us righteous. You cannot give enough money, Augustine, to become righteous. You cannot be so good, Tim, to become righteous. It is what Jesus Christ has done for us that brings us in to right relationship, justification, right relationship with God. Let's thank God for Jesus. Come on, thank Him for Jesus. If it wasn't for Jesus, we'd be back in that Old Testament stuff still. The righteous man shall not just once in a while operate by faith, but live. Say live. Live Live by faith. Christian people, believers in Jesus Christ, followers of the way, are to live by faith. Live by faith. See, we're spoiled in America. We go to Africa, honey, and, and we see some people that are living by faith. I look at them and I'm thinking, man, we're believing God for an upgrade. I'm believing God for... You know, for, for a car that's got four wheels on it instead of three. Sits in the driveway. If I get that four wheel, sister, I can, really, I can really go someplace. In Africa, they're just believing God for their next meal. They're believing God for what am I going to eat three hours from now. They're believing God for what am I going to be able to do four hours from now. They're believing God, how am I going to be able to survive the next few minutes. Live by faith. The Christian believers live by faith. Hebrews 10.38, it also says this. But my righteous one shall live by faith, and if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Say, live by faith. faith. Say, "I I live by faith. Are you righteous? Because of what Christ has done for you? You've got a relationship with Jesus Christ. You're connected to God. I am the righteousness of God. I'm the righteousness of God. I had bad thoughts earlier this morning. Am I still righteous? Hello? Somebody cut me off on the way to church, and I let them know just how many years they were old. Am I still righteous? Hello? Just because you go to church doesn't make you more righteous than those that don't. Listen to me now, though. Because you're righteous, you go to church. Because you want to learn, you want to get trained. It's what righteous people do. Hello? They grow in their relationship with God. Any living organism grows. Any living organism grows, continues to grow. Hello? Y'all okay over here? Righteous people live by what? By faith. We live by 
faith. We walk by faith, not by what we see, but what we know from the Word of God that God is enlarged on the inside of us, and I can now begin to step out and do things that people can say, you shouldn't do that. You're just one of them little cox boys from upstate New York. What you think you're doing down here in Oklahoma trying to change things? Who you think you are? You as little Eric Cox, you as a knothead when you was a little kid, and then you growing up and you still think you're not a knothead, you're still a knothead. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Who you think you are? That devil will tell you that all the time. Who you think you are? Say, I'm a child of the Most High God. Man, I, I mean, I love the sound of that. We live by faith. We need to learn how this thing works. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to take the next few months. We're going to learn how to work this thing. We're going to work this thing by faith. We're going to begin to work this thing. In Romans chapter 10 verse 7 it says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I was thinking about it. You know, and, and the Bible says, how can somebody hear unless somebody preaches to them? How can somebody preach to them unless they are sent? That is an apostolic word, apostolosis, meaning sent one. Oh, come on, somebody. God might have took this little knot-headed little, little rascal from upstate New York and lived in North Carolina and brought him into Oklahoma to teach you how to live in the kingdom of God, to live and learn about the kingdom of God, to operate in the currency by faith. I mean, I loaded up a truck and I headed to Beverly Hills. Well, I mean, there 12 years ago, I got my little truck, my little U-Haul, gave away whatever we could give away, had my little navigator with me on the way, and I was like, where are we going, Oklahoma? Where is Oklahoma? I don't know, but they play football there <laughs> see back east we play basketball but oh you know it's changing here now right wait a minute oklahoma you think of oklahoma back east oklahoma what is that that's some football players man oklahoma oklahoma state nebraska there's some them guys will knock you down are you with me they'll run over you in a heartbeat so i like that you know why because that's how we got to do the devil Oh, come on, somebody. You've got somebody that doesn't want you to rise up. You've got somebody who wants to keep you down. You've got somebody that doesn't like you, doesn't like the hair on your head, doesn't like what you wear, doesn't like where you look, and all he's looking at is the glory of God on your life, and he still don't like you no matter what you're doing. He still don't like what you're doing. Come on, somebody, because he wants you to live for him. God said, no, no, I'm going to want you to live and operate in the kingdom of God. Say kingdom. It's his dominion, his rulership, his authority. So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. See, if you don't have faith, guess what? You don't get to first base. You just struck out. You've got to have faith. Faith gets you first base. You do not score until you get to first base. You've got to get to first base first, right? You've got to get to first base, and you go from first base to what? And you go to second base, what? And then the third base, you can do what? You're in there. You're in there. See what I mean? You're in there. But if you don't have the Word, then you're not going to get there. Hello? If you don't have faith, you're not going to get to first base. Because that's the thing that drives it. That's the thing that brings us into to the place where we need to be. So I say no word, no food. No word, no base hit. Coach the baseball team, man. We didn't have guys that could hit home runs. But I'd single you. I'd, I'd bunt. I'd steal. I beat you 12 to 1, and you'd be going, what in the world's going on? Them kids aren't no bigger than a minute. Are you with me? Because we got them on base. You get them on base, you get them in a scoring position, which is second base. You get them in second base, a single into right field, they're coming home. You just get somebody to first base, we'll steal you over. Hello? They'll go, where'd that guy go? He's like, he's on second now. One home run, drives in four runs. We got eight runs because we stole second, stole third, passed ball, we stole home. Hello? See, that's how faith works. Faith gets you on base, gets you in position where you can now begin to run the race. You can now come into the things that God wants you to come in. So what is the difference between faith and just believing? I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Well, I want you to know that there was a group of deacons. And these were black deacons, right? Now, black deacons. Now, how many of you know a black deacon meeting is different than a white deacon meeting? 
I don't know if y'all been to, ever been to a totally black church. I went to a totally black church. It was the funnest church I've ever been to. Come on, somebody. Them people was loud. They was boisterous. They'd be like, yeah, preacher. <laughs> I was sitting in there, and that guy was going, preacher, preacher. I was going, what's he doing over there? Who's he talking to? And I watched him say that. The preacher, preacher. The preacher just got wound up, and he kept going. He kept going. Well, these, this black church, they had this deacon board meeting. And one of the deacons was sick. He wasn't doing real well. And they called this board meeting and the deacons came in. And the one deacon came in. He wasn't feeling really good. And they said, look, you know, I know you're kind of dehydrated and everything. They said, how are you doing? He said, you know what? I just feel really sick. I, but I, I think I'm going to make it. And you know what? They looked over at the table and he saw a bottle of water. He said, why don't you take this water? And that deacon got that water. And he said, I believe... And all the other deacons said, wow. He said, I believe. And they said, wah, wah. He said, I believe I drink that water. And they said, come on, preach it, preacher. He said, I, I believe. Are you with me? And then they started to hack it. Hack it, hack it. If I drink this water, I'll be And all the deacons are like, preacher, 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 Until I've been in North Carolina, you know what I mean? Preacher, preacher, preacher. No, no, you don't understand. And it's water bring me healing, healing, healing. It water bring me healing, healing, healing. He died. The deacon fell over right there and died. Do you know why? He never drank the water. That is the difference between belief and faith. You can believe. Belief is powerful. People believe that they, if they kill somebody in certain faiths, that they get ten virgins when they die. They believe that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's powerful. But the difference between belief and faith is what? Drinking the water. You got a good picture now of the difference between faith and belief? Amen? Let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. So here's what it looks like. I didn't even start my message yet. They're like, oh my goodness. That handout I gave you, let's take a look at what real faith looks like. What does real faith look like? What's it look like? What's it look like five years from now? What's it look like ten years from now? What's it look like? Can I see it? What's it look like? What, what are the characteristics of it? What is it? Faith is literally acting out what you believe. That word that goes there is believe. Say believe. And there's a difference between belief and faith. There's a difference. You can believe, you can believe all you want to, and, and, and faith is acting out to that belief and drinking that water. Number two, faith is a practical expression of the confidence that you have in God and His Word. I have confidence in God and His Word. God said it, that settles it. Now I just got to line up with it. Well, you know, I don't know. I've been struggling about this. I've been struggling about that. Well, you know what? I keep on struggling, but I get a word on that, and all of a sudden the struggle goes away. Not saying it's not a fight. I'm not saying there isn't some difficulty. I'm not saying that I don't have to go through some things, but as I keep on struggling, turn to your neighbor and say, keep going. Come on, as I keep on struggling through that, there is going to be a time of breakthrough because I know those things try to hold me back, and I'm not going to let them hold me back. So we gotta, we've got we to understand that we have confidence in God. You know what? God is bigger than how you got Him figured out. He really is. And you might think, you, God, is just, just huge, just the biggest thing. And nothing's impossible. And God's still bigger than that. Right? And you've got to believe not only in God, but His what? His Word. So the words that go in there, that, that you've got to have confidence in God and His what? Word. Say the word. word. Say living word. word. Where have I heard that before? The Bible says, cast not away your confidence 
for it has great recompense for you. If you doubt that God loves you, you'll doubt His Word. If you doubt that you're loved by God, you'll doubt His Word. God is love. God is love. Don't doubt that. Don't ever doubt that. What's that saying years ago? Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. Think I'll go eat some. Y'all knew this out here? Yeah. I think I'll go eat some worms. Because nobody loves you. Nobody cares for you. That's not true. That is not true. That is a lie. And that comes from the father lies. And he's a liar because you are loved by God. But you don't understand what I've done, sister. I've done some stuff. Not real proud of. It kind of looks really nasty. Could get kind of, you know, just really gross. I've done some stuff. God still love me? Yes, he does. I was created in his, and in his. Now, the things that I do probably aren't what God would do. Are you with me? But it still doesn't matter. I still have God's DNA. So if we have to understand that we have to have confidence in God and his word. Number three, real Bible faith is faith in the love of God. Say love. See, English word just has one word for love. Greek has multiple word for love. Hebrews different. Are you with me? We think sex can be love. <laughs> well, we we well, we messing out on that deal. We think lust can be love. That's we we're just way off base on that. In fact, just stay right there. Thank you, Lord. First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Anybody know what that is? I just I want you just to listen just a moment. Love is patient. This is you, this is God's love for you. He's patient. I'm glad we got a God that's patient. Because if he wasn't patient, I would have made him patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous. Love does not brag and it is not arrogant. It does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. <laughs> Think on that thing, man. Woo. It's not provoked. Does not take into account the wrong suffered. Thank God for that. Does not rejoice in the unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. I love the first part of verse 8. You understand that the chapter and verse was put in by man. He still wanted to go through chapter 7 into the first part of chapter 8. And he said, love never fails. Oh, come on, somebody. The world economy may fail you, but not the kingdom of God. God's love for you, his way of doing business is not going to fail. He's not going to fail. Somebody say victory. victory. So real Bible faith is don't, 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 don't think that God doesn't love you. God loved you when you were a sinner. God loved you when you were party-hardying and smoking and acting like a fool and trying to be cool. God liked when you were out there when you were party-hardying. Number four, faith for breakthrough. That word breakthrough will only believe, begin when you get a word from God. Breakthrough. I want breakthrough. Got to have breakthrough. Get a word from God. Get a word from God. I heard God say, in the midst of my misery, in the midst of my pain, I heard the voice of God say, it's going to be all right. I'm still here. But everybody left me. I'm everybody. I'm all you need. We sung about it earlier. He's everything that we need. In the midst of that, We've got to hear the word behind the word. Got to hear the word behind the word. You've got to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. 
Well, I've been trying for years. Listen to the Spirit of God and then be obedient to the Spirit of God and you'll break out. You'll not only break out, you'll break through. Well, I'm just a loser. I'm just no good. I'm just nothing. Where did you get that from? Because it's not what God says you are. Say, I've got faith and victory. See, if you've got faith in the love of God and that God loves you, and that He gave His only begotten Son, and whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but what? Have everlasting life. We've got to hear from God. And you won't. You've got to have a rhema word. You've got to have a, a word where you can position, listen, and obey. Position yourself to hear from God. You won't hear from God with unforgiveness in your heart. You're going to hear something, but it's going to be transmitted differently. Hello? It's going to be received differently. If you've got unforgiveness in your heart, if you've got strife, if you've been sipping and dipping and whining and dining and, and acting like a fool and trying to, trying to be something that you're not, be everything that God's called you to do, you're going to have difficulty hearing from God. You're going to have difficulty hearing from God in the middle of your mess. When I get in my mess, there's times if I stay in my mess, it's like the filter is clogged and I have difficulty hearing from God until I say, God, forgive me. Get me where I need to be. Then I begin to hear a word from God and I begin to break out of those things. Breaking out is not easy, but God wants you to break out from where you're at to bring you in where He wants to bring you in. He took the Israelites and got them to break out of Egypt because He wanted to bring them in to the promised land. Can I get an amen? God's speaking. Turn to your neighbor and say, God's speaking. September 11. God spoke to everyone. Where was God? He spoke to everyone. Some didn't listen. Some listened, and they didn't obey. And then some, some listened and obeyed. And I know of a case where this one guy heard from the Spirit of God, and people were going to go down this one walkway, alleyway or whatever, stairwell, and he said, no, no, come on over here. And he had heard the voice of God, and they went over there, and they got out because he listened and obeyed. God's speaking. God is speaking. God is constantly transmitting. Hello? He's transmitting, transmitting, transmitting. The question is, is do you have your receiver tuned to the things of God or not? The Word is transmitting. The Word is transmitting. It's transmitting. It's transmitting. It's transmitting. And you're not going to know His voice unless you spend time with Him. Jesus said this. He said, My sheep know my... Is that God? Is that devil? Is that me? You've got to figure that out. You've got to figure that out. Because the devil's trying to transmit too. So we've got to have our transmission turned to the things of God. And if we start with the Word of God, because the Word is seed, and we're sowing seed today. And what happens to a seed when it lands in good soil? Mm -hmm. It will produce something. It will produce something. If it lands in bad soil, it may not produce anything. See, the Word is seed. The Bible is like seeds. And there's three ways to plant it. There's three ways to plant the seeds. Through your eye gate, through your ear gate, and through your mouth gate. You see it, you hear it, and you speak it. Say, I'm a child of God. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above, not beneath. Is that true? I'm an ambassador in the kingdom of God. That's what the scripture says. I'm a citizen in the kingdom of God. God's forgiven me. I'm his child. Are you his child? See, I can go boldly to the throne of grace. I can go boldly to the throne of grace. What does that mean? It means I can knock on the door and say, Who is that? I'm coming in, Dad. Well, wait a minute. I was over here talking to Sheldon. Sheldon's going to have to wait. Sheldon's a brother too. Sheldon can hear it. Are you with me? I can come to him. And the seed between my eyes and my ears and my mouth. I've got to get that. I've got to get that. And I've got to get that. And I've got to get that. And I've got to get that. 
And you're going to get that, and you're going to get it, and you're going to get it, and you're going to get it, and people are going to go, how come, you're, how come you're being promoted? How come things are going better for you? How come your attitude is good? Don't you know what's going on in the world? And you say, I don't operate by the world. I operate by the kingdom of God, and it's the kingdom of God that I'm going to have faith in. I'm going to have faith in the kingdom of God. And the devil said, don't give. And you say, you know what? I'm going to operate in the kingdom of God. Now's the time I'm giving. Now's the time I'm giving. I'm not going to stop giving because that's the principle in the kingdom of God. And they'll say, it's bad. Don't pray. Don't you pray. Don't you start praying. Now's the time I'm going to pray. Now's the time I'm going to double my efforts. Now's the time I'm going to bombard the the darkness. I'm going to bombard the dark kingdom. And I'm going to advance the kingdom of light. Hallelujah. You want to you wanna grow? You want to grow in difficult economic times? Now's the time to shine. Now's the time to shine. Now's the time. The church is not moving back. The church is moving forward. We're going to take a quantum leap. We're going to begin to... Things are shaking in the world. And they're saying, where can we go? What can we do? And you've got the good news. Good news. The gospel means good news. Say good news. Good news for the kingdom of God. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise in this house. Hallelujah. The Bible says, declare a thing and it shall be established. Say this after me. Father God, I declare that I'm going to operate by faith. Not by what I see, but what I know in your word. Breakthrough's coming. Breakthrough's coming. Breakthrough is coming to my house in the name of Jesus. Give him some praise. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. We can get thrilled and chilled, but I'm going to tell you what. We got to step through this thing. We got to step into this thing. You do not back up. Have wisdom. I need wisdom in the midst of what we're doing, but there's where my wisdom is. It's seed. I'm going to get it. It's going to get in me, and it's going to produce a harvest. Amen? I want to pray for you today. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you that faith, we're going to the next level in faith. You want to go with me? We're going to go. I'm going if you're going to go with me or not. Don't get upset with me when I get into that next level of faith and things is happening for my life and things is happening for my wife and things is happening for my family and things is happening for the church because we're going to get into that next level of faith. Father, I declare that the faith of God increase right now in Jesus' name. I declare that the seed of God that was given today is being watered in Jesus' name. I declare that that seed is landing on good soil right now in Jesus' name. I declare a harvest 30, 60, and 100 fold in Jesus' name. I declare faith over your life. I declare blessing over your life. I declare happiness over your life. I declare joy in difficult times. I declare strategies over your life in Jesus' name. I declare witty ideas, witty inventions coming into your life in Jesus' name. I declare the wisdom to parent. I declare the wisdom to live in the world. I declare the wisdom to be able to to share the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God. I declare these things over your life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 God is good. God is good. I think we got... Can we hit the lights? Can we show this? 